Hey everybody, what's going on? Welcome back to Love That For You. Um, you got Julia and myself here. In today's episode, we're actually going to have um, Julia's older brother, Corey, come on here shortly. Um, but but first, before we get into that, Julia, what are we drinking today? <laughs> we're drinking water. T- this morning, we've got some good old-fashioned H2O. <laughs> but I do have yesterday... Um, oh, this... What? This is why we're drinking water today. Uh, we're coming off of a long Labor Day weekend um, where we were spending a lot of time with family and friends, and uh, yeah, there I... were some some other good beverages consumed. Well, so... yesterday we 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 did this last year, and we decided to do it this year. Just kind of have the whole family go down to the beach at like happy hour, like five o'clock till like the sun sets, basically, and just bring food and drinks. So um, my brother, who's going to be on this episode, he made like a tequila rosé oh, yeah. sparkling water drink and this was because my dad got this drink at a bar one time and it was delicious yeah. and it was like tequila infused rosé so we just tried to like take rosé and tequila and mix it <laughs> yeah so the so what we're drinking now is just water, is water. <laughs> but, but what, what we had last night for the kind of the family happy hour down on the beach we had um so it was uh silver tequila a rosé hmm. And then some like club soda, sparkling uh, water, just kind of light with that. And then lime juice and some simple syrup. Yeah. Um, and it was it was Pretty really good. good. Yeah, it was like a, a light pink color. Is yeah. Perfect for kind of a sad end of summer drink. Yeah. <laughs> but no. But I think I, I was able to like take time off this weekend. Yeah. Which actually felt really good. Yeah. We were I mean, with a lot of family. They were all here at the beach and, you know, long weekend. Yeah. Yeah, we had some some tight quarters these past couple of days, but it was a lot of fun. I mean, Julia's older brother Corey, who's about to be on, um his girlfriend and then Julia's younger brother Ethan and um a cousin was here and then obviously your parents were here and yeah. a lot of fun, a lot of good beach time. I also got to see your family for a little too. I, yeah, we actually went over to um to my parents' house and Got to see actually a bunch of my family, my yeah. my older brother, his wife and daughter, my older sister, her husband and their two kids and my parents. And Just I got some family. I time. got some sunburn this week. You see my eye? It's peeling. I was going to say, what is that? At first when I saw it, I was like, oh my gosh, Don't do I still it. have like sleepies, like Ew. sleep crust? Okay. But then of I was course. like, no, I get, well, I did get sunburn. Um, a little. I actually did get some sun on my face, which. I battle between wanting to be tan and wanting to preserve my skin. <laughs> it's a you, tough battle. Yeah, so no, I don't know what to do. Yeah, so it was a, a fun Labor Day weekend here. We hope everybody else had a had a good Labor Day um, weekend. Yeah. Hopefully, you guys got to spend some time with family, friends, loved ones. Had some time to to relax like, and you know, Labor Day is always like the end of the summer, which it just sucks. Like it's not the end of summer, but it just no, it's feels definitely like not. That. I mean, I think you know, normal. Normal times, a lot of people, this is when school starts, when, you know, it's kind of like the vacation time ends. So it feels like that. I mean, yeah. I don't know if everybody's going back to school or, you know, what some of the college listeners are doing. I know my my sister this morning sent, um, sent pictures of her her kids first day of school and it was like they're normal like out front of the house holding their sign and then 30 minutes later she sent a picture of both of her kids sitting at the kitchen table just on their laptops. So yeah. It's their first virtual. day of school, but virtual school. So it feels a little, definitely feels a little different this year. Yeah. So, um, but so today's episode, we're going to have um, Julia's older brother, Corey, on here. Um, and really what we're going to talk to Corey about is um, 
I mean, it's really about pursuing kind of like your passions um, and not only just pursuing your passions, but ways to go about doing it um, where you're still pursuing your passions practically. Um, still, you know, making sure your personal finances, which is a big, important topic with Corey. Um, he actually has his own podcast where he talks about that and we'll introduce that here. Um, so, you know, we think this episode is really just about like kind of knowing yourself, pursuing passions, um, and, and finding ways to do it. So where you can maybe, you know, turn it into a career or, or as a side hustle. It's definitely a little bit of a different episode. Um, transitioning, I feel like with me and you for the podcast, we're kind of trying to just do a bunch of different things and like share different stuff that's important because, you know, finance to me is like over the head. And a lot of times I just want it to like go away and I don't want to deal with it. Um, But there are things that I feel like I do know way more now than I used to know. And it's just about learning and all of that. So we kind of dive into that a little bit and not too much to where you're going to be hopefully bored. I don't want you to be bored. No, no, it's definitely not the the main subject of this, yeah. but it does get, does get talked about. And it, you know, if it does interest you, reach out to Corey direct and, yeah. you know, he loves having these conversations. So should we bring Corey on? So without further ado, we have Corey. All right. Hey everybody. Now we've got uh Corey here with us. Corey, say what's up to the people. Hey people. How are we doing? They don't, they don't respond. They back. don't get a response okay. here, Corey. It's not a conversation. Okay. This isn't a FaceTime. Yeah, yeah. Although we have gotten a lot of feedback. I was talking to my brother this weekend, and he was like, every time I listen to the podcast, I want to talk back to you guys, because I feel like I'm sitting there with you, which I think is a good thing. But it's a sign um, of a good podcast. Yeah, I think it is too. And I actually, Corey has his own podcast. Uh, before we get into this episode, Corey, you want to give a quick pitch about your podcast? Yeah, I guess um, part of what I do is I'm a real estate investor, so... I've kind of got into the financial independence and real estate investing game a little bit, kind of with some of my, one of my good friends, uh, Ryan, and him and I have started a podcast called The Weekly Juice, and it is kind of based around paving your own path to financial independence, a little bit of real estate, real estate investing involved, but kind of just creating your own way um, and trying to escape the rat race and do more of what matters and enjoy your life and live happily and freely and not be tied down to a nine to five job that you don't like. So that's what our podcast is about. We have a lot of cool guests on. It's not really us talking as much as there is just yeah guests that, uh, cool. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm definitely a listener of your podcast and actually your guys' Instagram is super helpful because you guys do a good job with like your IGTVs and, and using that platform. Um, and I feel like also it's not only just about, I mean, I know a big thing for you is like real estate, and I know that's a big part of the podcast, but I feel like you guys also talk a lot of just like foundational personal finance, family finance. And it's been helpful and it's just, you know, it's a good reminder and a good um, thing, I think, to to learn from people who are, you know, me speaking, people who are a little more well-versed in it than I am. So, Well, I'm glad, honestly, you're part of our core audience, just people that maybe want to dip their toes in a little bit and just learn about personal finance and they don't have to go all the way in, but... We enjoy it, and I'm glad to hear you like it. Hopefully others do, too. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's pretty good kind of intro here of what we're really hoping to, you know, have you on here to talk about. I mean, we really want to – one thing that Julie and I get a lot of is people requesting um, just insight, conversation around career path, around pursuing passions. Like, we just did an episode about, co- like, confidence, personal confidence, how to be more confident. Um, and, you know, when Julie and I were talking, it was kind of like – 
Well, Corey is somebody who has a little bit of a unique career path, you know, really knew what his, where his passions were and, um, you know, the things he had to do outside of, you know, a nine to five, um, job career, um, to really, you know, live him, to enable him to kind of live the life that he wants. And it's funny, we were talking about it on the beach yesterday and we we're like, Corey's got it all figured out. He's got everything done. And, and then Corey's <laughs> yeah, right. was like, well, not really. It's always like a work in progress. And like, that's life. Um, so do you want to talk a little bit about, um, I mean, just kind of what you do and, and, you know, the, the different, um, not different jobs, but the different things that you do? Yeah, sure. I think I can start off by saying that I'm extremely blessed to have the ability to work in my family's business. My uncle and my father own a signage and environmental design and branding company that they've been in business for 57 years. So I work in business development with them, and I do like what I do. I wouldn't say I love it, but it's my family, and I love my family. So that's what I do full-time for my 9 to 5. Um, but I really have two major passions. One of them is coaching, basketball specifically, and the other one is real estate investing or personal finance. So I've kind of leveraged my 9 to 5 job in a way, finding something that I like to be able to pursue passions that I love that kind of start out as side hustles and develop by the day, by the week, by the month until maybe eventually they're full-time things. But having that stability of the nine to five has allowed me to not have to dive head first immediately, but, you know, find my way to those things. So one of the things I do is I coach high school basketball. Uh, oh, with the, I'm interrupting you real quick because yeah. I feel like our audience also, one, they like to hear from different pe people that have different jobs that are not not anything that has to do with what I have to do and just like nine to five or something similar to that. And then also, like you said, having side hustles. And I feel like a lot of times it's like we talked about this and I don't know, was it the last episode? Just like why it's like it seems like it's looked down upon to have like these side hustles to like get to where you want. And I feel like that's like another reason to have you on because you have a lot of these different not necessarily to get you where you want, but kind of to like, they're just different jobs that you have that you like to do. And maybe you consider them side hustles or maybe you just consider yourself having multiple jobs. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, I'm not sure what you're asking. but I'm just kind of stating the fact that like, you know, more of what the audience likes to hear. That's why we have you yeah. here today too because of... Yeah. So I think that, I think I believe so strongly in the side hustle because... I don't think that every single person, by the way, let me just give you a little background. I'm 28, so like it's, I'm still well in the growth phase, so to yeah. speak, of my career. You know, I'm not, I have not made it. I was talking to Pat yesterday. I don't think there really is a made it stage. Um, and, but there is an area of contentness that you can get to. So, um, uh, I think that I'm f a firm believer in the side hustles because Julia, you're one of the people that I, preach about to people that ask me on the weekly juice about these types of things because you're one of the people that were able to dive in right away take the risk and go pursue your passion immediately but i don't think that's the right what do you mean immediately right out of college right you had the ability for our parents to pay for college which is awesome blessed yeah. for that but with the help of them a little bit, you said, I'm not even going to go to the nine to five route. I don't think, I think most people don't have that ability to do that. So well, if I you tried, 
and just was like, mm, I it hate didn't it. work out. For you <laughs> it didn't work out. <laughs> no. So I think that. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, I think that it's not always the answer to like always pursue your passion immediately out of school because yeah. I think that you can struggle for a long time if you. But if you create a nine to five around things that you maybe not like, I mean maybe not love, but you like to do, then you can use the time between five p.m. and midnight, which is where I do a lot of the outside work, and do the things that you love, and then maybe one day those are the things that take over the full amount of time your full career yeah and i feel like i mean one of your side jobs is basketball but you started out i mean that was volunteer well so i i coached uh, all all part-time i coached at junior college level assistant coach and division three level and then i came across an opportunity to coach at one of the elite high school programs in the country and but i knew that doing that kind of getting in there wasn't going to be like, oh, just hire me. I have a resume. I had a relationship with the head coach, but I told him, are you taking volunteer assistance? Just a simple question. Like one day I ran into him. I've known him for a long time, but he was like, oh, you'd leave your job. You leave your assistant coaching division three job that pays you, you know, infinitely more. Cause it's, yeah. it's, it's, you know, it's not a lot of money, but it's yeah. more than nothing. I was like, to get in with you, to yeah, get in to get working with these elite athletes yeah. that are going to high division one, high major division one schools in the NBA and playing professionally. Yeah, absolutely. So I offered up my services for free because that is just a way to show whoever you're working for that you're serious. Like, If you do it for free, if you would do it for free and not getting paid, I think those are the things that people should pursue because then you're really if loving you would, You're saying if you mentally are like, I would do this for free because I just like it in yep. hopes that it would also maybe become like a job exactly yeah i think that is like such an area to dive into but you need that nine to five you need that stability on the side yeah if you're going to do that so but that for was you a- also i feel like in the beginning you were like maybe bas being a basketball coach is like what i want to do forever i love it I w- you were always you love basketball you played that was like your you guys have similar stories of like wanting to pursue sports and mm-hmm. then it kind of turning out to be not what you thought it was going to be. The reason that I didn't pursue coaching basketball full-time was because I didn't want my job and my life to depend on the winning percentage of the school I was at. And if, you, if you're at basketball, you have five players playing at once. If your best player tears his ACL and the second best player flunks out and you lose 20 games, you're, you get fired. And yeah. then your job depends on it. So I wanted to do something at the high school level that allowed me to say, I love this. It's the most pure form of the game. And I can teach it. And I'll do it until I'm 100. And teach it and be like the head coach. Yeah, I want to be, be the like, he- Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the main person of who's teaching that. And whether, you know, if you're in like, I mean, you can speak to that. But if you're in yeah. college or some football or basketball, like you're not the head coach, at least. Not right, right away. Yeah. 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 I think that I love, it's the purest form, like I said, the purest form of the game. And I really like mentoring young yeah. athletes and people. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that was what got me in, you know, I coached football for I don't know, a bunch of years, and it was really not necessarily the game. Like, yeah, I love the sport of football. You love the sport of basketball, but it wasn't like I needed it in that, like, um, those parameters because it really was about, like, the interactions with the players. Yeah. And, like, yeah, I mean, obviously, like, you know, you did it. I mean, you're doing it at a program that has, I mean, guys that you know that have been drafted already. Yeah. And 
first round top 10 picks yeah and, and you know same with for me when i was doing a coaching football at the division one level it's like man these guys are like the best of the best yep and even then like it still wasn't enough for me like it wasn't just about how good they were or you know the money or the whatever it was like no i really like this because of the interaction with the players and like you know at that age it's such like formative years um i didn't want my love for the game to disappear if i attached it to dollar signs and that was what i was most afraid of um by doing it like at the division one level you were working 18 hour days right Mm -hmm. easily all year round yeah you probably had a little bit of time where you were like this fucking sucks like i don't want to do this (laughs) i had a lot of those times. yeah but you love football so yes and you love teaching so wait but my other i i also want to say that like there's two points to that is you're saying like you are taking basketball and turning it into something that you love. And for some people like Pat, it kind of turned into like, you know, he wasn't going to pursue it as a job anymore. And that what I'm saying is you can have jobs that you think is going to be like your passion. And then it just turns into maybe that's not it anymore. And like, that's hard for people to also like realize is like, you thought this was going to be what you were going to do for your whole life. And you can still love it, but that doesn't mean it has to be that. I think it's – exactly. I think it's all about keeping an open mind too. When I came out of school, I was like – I took an immediate job in insurance, uh, medical insurance with like employee benefits. I was like, I'm going to make all this money. It's going to be great. Like it doesn't matter because I'm going to make all this money. Within four weeks, I knew I hated it. But I'm so glad I did it because it allowed me to say – just try something and then it steered me in a direction that I, w- I was like, well, this isn't going to work, so I'm going this way. Mm-hmm. But you have to – sometimes you just have to kind of take a chance and do something and it doesn't work yeah. out and then you do something else. Yeah. So. And I feel like, I mean, you know, I think the question Julie, or like the question that Julia posed is like sometimes what you think is your passion, you might be a little off the mark or also your passions change as you – age mature you know your priorities shift you know your lifestyle shifts you go from being comfortable in a one-bedroom apartment to wanting to be able to buy a house or Mm -hmm. your priorities are yourself your job your work your family and then you have a kid and it's like all right my priorities shifted again um so I, i know that was definitely what kind of what happened to me it was like wow i love football i love it i you know this is such a cool experience but I don't want to be working this much. I don't Mm -hmm. want to live in this like high pressure of a world. And it wasn't like, you know, I'm grateful the guys I worked with, the players I coached love, but it just was like, you know, my passion changed. Exactly. You have to know yourself, right? So my passion didn't, I still have the same passion for basketball. Thank God. I love that passion, but I developed a passion for real estate investing when I was like 24. Mm -hmm. So uh, I figured out a way to dive into that and then start a podcast around that to help my passion grow for it and then meet other people in that space that were doing the same things. And then your organic network grows. So similar to what you're saying, your passions do shift. I guess one of the tips that I would give people based around that is they do not set up strict timelines about your life Mm -hmm. because your passions do change. How hard is that to do? It's extremely (laughs) hard to do. It's extremely hard. But what I'm saying is, is it, creates an inability to make clear decisions because if you're like well i want to make or i want to get married by or you know have a kid by this age or get married by 25 and have a kid by 28 i think what sometimes what happens with that is that like 
it puts you in a position where that was like me for so long yeah until i just realized that like it's not gonna work like that also well yeah exactly but it also it what it does for you is it says all right well now i have to make a certain amount of money by this age so then you might throw some of your passions out the window because you're like i'm just going to settle for this job that allows me to raise a family but gary v says stuff like this all the time you can be 24 years old and just like screw up for the next five years and wake up and be 29 and still be really relatively young and reinvent yourself so, yeah, like start over. Yeah. Start a new passion. And it's fine. People get so hung up on being in the same field. So Yeah. All right, Corey, I'm gonna put you on the spot here. Oh god. Okay. Um so I mean just you know, you listen to this podcast and so you kinda like one thing that Julie and I always try and do is like give tips, give advice, give like, you know, certain things to help people who are, you know, listening or maybe need it. So what would the advice or the tips be that you would give to somebody and like you know, with on this podcast, I'm thinking of a 21, 22 year old who's about to just graduate college or maybe recently graduated college. Um, and they're weighing some of their different, you know, practical, get a nine to five. I know I can get this job, but they're not passionate about it and they know their other passions. Um, so that being the first one to think about or the second person being um, a 35 year old with a mortgage um, kid, two kids. And their job is stable and, you know, produces the income they need. Like, what would you say to kind of those two different people about, and and both of those people having in their minds, they know they're not frustrated with their work, but they're not necessarily passionate about it. I think it's, don't get me wrong, it's a lot easier to answer the question around the person who's just graduating college who's 22. I think they could be, you're saying give advice for one piece of advice for both situations. Mm -hmm. Just like, how how would you think about that? I mean, you know, you're on here because we kind of, you know, Julie and I obviously like respect your train of thought around this type of stuff because Mm -hmm. you're somebody who has proven you can do it. And, you know, that's what I think people are going to be listening for is like, you know, what would advice? So you can give one or two or just even how you think about it. I think that you, when you're young, it's really, really easy to do this, I think. But you really need to try a lot of things. You you have to knock knock things off of your list that you thought you might like and then n- realize that you maybe don't like those anymore. But you have to try a lot of things. Also, understand the flexibility of your 9 to 5. Ask the questions to your employer. Is this a 40-hour a work week job? Is it going to be 60 hours a week? Understand your flexibility so you know what you can pursue on the outside of it, maybe in the time that you're not working. This conversation is not necessarily for people who aren't internally motivated, though, and that's part of what this whole thing's about. I feel that because if you, a lot of people, yeah, because if you're not internally motivated and you don't want to work outside of your nine to five, I call it work. For me, it doesn't feel like work. Then you may need to find the nine to five that works perfectly for you. But if it's also not to say that like nine to five does work for people, and exactly, that's it. Like yeah. they want a nine to five and they need the structure, and like yep. that works. Yep. Yeah. So I, the recommendation for me is try a lot of things. There is, there is n- no problem the way I see it to have six jobs in seven or eight years when you're young, 20 to 25, 26. Like try a lot of things. You will meet people that are doing the things that you eventually want to do. And then you'll also just find your way around 
being around the people that you want to be around. So I'm not sure if I really answered your question there. Um, but for the, yeah, like for the young right out of college. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it sounds like your, your advice, your tip is try, right. Get out. And we talked about this on another episode. Um, I forget which one it was, but like the, the point of what we talked about was like, you've got to be willing to put yourself out there and like be a little vulnerable, try new things, try different things. Like if you think you're passionate about it, go out and try it. Or if you think this is a good job opportunity, take the job and try it. Yeah. I think that that's trying sounds like it's, well, that's not really advice for people, but I think it's be open to, um, to multiple options and just like keep your eyes peeled because you may end up finding a job that you never thought you would be in to, but you really love your boss or you really mm-hmm. love the people that you work for and that it works for you. But I, I think I would go back to just take a step back and do not try to put these barricades or these timelines on things that you have to have accomplished by a certain age. Because I know people, specifically, I know people that are self-made millionaires and they develop this tool that has helped them, the vehicle that has helped them get there when they were 40. They didn't, it's not like this, mm-hmm. some people are, maybe that guy's lucky, but I'm saying that it's possible to figure out what you really are passionate about in your mid-30s. And that's kind of the, the to answer your other question, like of the 35-year-old with the mortgage and the two kids. This life is too short to just accept not liking your job, in my opinion. Yeah. Now, if you got into that situation, getting out's a little bit more difficult, but I think that I actually don't know how to answer that question, to be honest with you. Yeah. I, well, I, I, sh- I want to think about it, but like, yeah, I mean, I think that question is definitely hard and it's not one that there is like a, because when I think back when I was, you know, 18, 19, 21, 22, a, a lot of the things I probably did then were okay if they failed yeah and a 35 year old with you know the mortgage and the two kids there's definitely a higher risk being taken because if things fail you know it's not as um you know it uh oh julia's got a thought (laughs) i have a thought no i'm 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 thinking about your question and it's you're asking about this person who we're making up who's like 35 and they have a family and their thought is I don't like what I'm doing anymore and I want to change it which I think a lot of people are kind of stuck in a situation and they may they may not want to change it because they have like a stable income but for the person that does want to change it like it's not too late and you're Corey's saying like if you have like the inner like motivation it's never going to be too late but if those people don't want to change it like that's okay but our person that we're making up right now is the person that does maybe want to change or there's other ways to like find doesn't have to be okay it doesn't have to be like a new job a full-time new job here's what i'll say because i do have a a point now that you're talking about it i think that i did not want to make this me speaking about personal finance but i think this plays a factor of course yeah and the factor that it plays is that if you spend all of the money that you earn and you strap yourself to a really hefty mortgage and you buy the fancy new bag and the fancy new car and you want all of these things. I know you're into fashion, but if you want all of these <laughs> things and you, you can't, 
and you need the instant gratification, it p- makes it a lot tougher to make those decisions when you're 35 and have two kids. If you do it this way, if you save 20%, I'm just 20% is a baseline. If you save 20% of your income and maybe you have six months to a year's worth of nest egg savings at 35, your, your mind is able to make these decisions with more clear perspective on what you really want to do because I have six months of savings saved up or investments saved up, maybe a year's worth of savings or investments saved up. If I lost my job or I couldn't find work or I had to do something that I didn't want to do or something new for three to six months, I'd be able to survive. So that is my that would be my tip. If you're if you're starting now, when you get to that 35 year old inflection point, you may not have to be stuck if you have some money saved and, and just yeah. take a nest egg. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that's actually probably good advice for two types of people. I mean, it one save. <laughs> yeah. And, and no matter how old, you know, if you're however old you are, start putting away, start saving because yeah. one that is going to enable you a little more flexibility later. And two, I think, you know, based on the the person we're uh fictional character we're talking about <laughs> now, it's you know, uh, understand um uh, understand your personal finances like you know make sure that's stable because that's a big thing to risk right you don't want to put your your house you know whatever um things that your family are used to right you don't want to put that at risk mm-hmm. so you know start understand your personal finances and then the julia while you're asking or what you were just talking about you know the thing that popped into my mind and you know obviously this is a conversation so like i was like you know that 35 year old person like could they start like an hour a day like down the path of maybe one of their passions right if that is and i I don't i don't know in my mind what this person uh is pursuing but if they could keep their job if they could um you know still be involved with their their family you know still make their mortgage payment whatever but could they cut out things that would free up one hour a day for them so that they could then start pursuing. And, you know, maybe that means cutting out some social time or cutting out, I don't know, maybe a little bit of their sleep time or cut out, you know, I don't know. And, and that could be an approach that would enable this person to um, slowly um, pursue and not, you know, it, it, with this, I think is a, a risk reward, right? So yeah, going an hour a day is probably not huge risk and, or maybe not huge reward, but it's also not as big of an immediate risk. Yeah. Absolutely. You know? What would be, I'm trying to think of an example of one of these passions because we could well, give a real life I feel example. like it's, I keep thinking while we're saying this, it's like it's very situational because you have a 35-year-old doctor who their parents wanted them to be a doctor mm-hmm. and they are making amazing money and they like the money they're making, but their passion is painting. Art. Yeah. Art. Mm-hmm. That I feel like is easy to take time out of your day or I don't know, maybe as a doctor, your schedule is like you have days off and then do those things on the side until, and that, and maybe like you keep your job as a doctor unless you like absolutely despise it. But I doubt that's the case if you, you know, went through all these years of med school, but then there is like other scenarios of like, I don't know, like having like a, or like doing it the other way around. If you're like an artist because of some, and then you want to be a doctor all of a sudden, and you're or a lawyer, and you're in your thirties, and that seems like you would have no money if you just started. Started, over. yeah, yeah. Well, I think that there's two ways to look at it: being a doctor and wanting to be a painter. Those are extreme, obviously. It's, 
it's easiest to do that because you would figure if you're a doctor, you could save up some money if you really wanted to stop doing it right? and pursue something else because you make so much. I think the other end of the spectrum makes it a little bit more difficult. But like Pat said, taking an hour a day, volunteering at a clinic or putting in the effort to, to make those changes, it's crazy. It It really is organically networking and it changes your frame of mind because it puts you in the in the space with all these other people who want to do the things that you want to do and then you just never know who you're going to meet by doing that by make, yeah. taking that small risk and, yeah i feel and, like it goes back to you saying like kind of like just trying because once you're doing something different you're already meeting all these different people and then it's bringing you to different opportunities i can give you an example with the podcast we started the podcast five months ago it's very new and I've already interviewed people that I never thought I would get the chance to talk to just by having a passion for it and understanding, building the education around it, and then just going for it and asking these people to come on. Mm-hmm. And we loved it. And all it was is my friend Ryan and I were like, we both love personal finance, real estate investing, financial freedom. Let's build this podcast. We have a producer, so that's good. Somebody who's good with marketing, but he's my roommate. And then... We said we're just gonna de- we're just gonna build this platform and DM these people and ask them to come on. And so far, knock on wood, every single person we've asked has come on. So we just kind of said, let's see where this goes. I don't care if we don't make any money off of it. It doesn't matter to me. But during during my 24 hours in the day, I'm doing things that like make my heart beat faster, <laughs> that I love <laughs> yeah. to do, and that's important. Like I think so. So I don't know if that. If, I think that. This question is, you're going to come to an inflection point anyway. You you just don't want to be 60 when you come to it. If you're yeah. if you don't do what, if you're not doing what you love right yeah. now. And you don't have to do what you love again, full time. You have a steady 9 to 5 that works for you, but build those side hustles on the side because it just creates more happiness. I, I think, think it's hard important. too for maybe if some of the listeners are even like a little older um and they kind of don't have the mindset of, like, doing what you love. Like, I don't even know how we came about the mindset of doing what we love because I guess our parents never, like, held something above us saying, like, you have to make this amount of money or you have to do this, which, like, a lot of people are in that situation. So I think, like, obviously blessed to have, like, parents that weren't pressuring us into certain jobs and that. But I think for people that are, like, struggling with that like it's hard to it's hard to give advice for that too because you might be in a situation where it's like you know that was never an opportunity given to you regarding like just pursuing what you want to do or like not even most people don't even know what they want to do they don't have a passion yeah well not not having a passion goes back to what pat was saying is just not just trying but trying a lot of things like filling up your day when you're starting out with so many different things, so to speak, can really steer the boat for you. So we were trying to figure out like a name for this podcast episode. And we were talking about pursuing passions and what's practical, which is basically what we've been talking about this whole time. And then Corey had said, you know, he likes to combine those together. So maybe just talk a little bit about like what you mean by that and like how how you do that. Because I think that's like the separation. The, combi- the combination of the practicality and the passion. Well, I think that's the whole side hustle game. So what I did is I'm saying that I have a nine to five that 
I'm in sales, which helps so I can kind of control my own destiny in terms of like how much I sell is in return, how much I end up making. Um, so I have a buffer there, but I took a nine to five job in my family's business that allowed me to pursue things on the side. And most nine to five jobs that you take are allow, will allow you time that time between 5 PM and, and, yeah. and when you ever, you go to sleep to pursue other things. What I'm saying is if you're, if you're an artist, we use artists mm-hmm. for an example, I think that it's not necessarily wrong to go maybe work at an art gallery or work at a museum or something to create that steady paycheck for you, live below your means, yeah. and then while you're not working, dive headfirst into your art. Because then you have that you have that stability, and then you have the the time after work to really, you know, pursue and paint and get your music get your music or whatever if yeah, you're an artist get is. your music or your artwork out there to the people uh, to market it. Um, but it's, it becomes, it straps you sometimes if you just don't have any stability from a nine to five or from steady income, you start to not make the correct decisions because you're like, I have no money and you get scared and you tighten up and it's just harder to work like that. And And your first thought is all you need to do is make money. Exactly. So you may not be putting in the time to your actual craft. You may just be doing, well, what's going to sell or what's going to make me money. And then if you do it that way you may fall out of love with your passion is what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. I don't know if that's like, that's like, I just went really philosophical, but no, <laughs> like, it makes sense. So my suggestion is, is, is just understand the market for how much money you can make starting out. And if you can go pursue a passion jewel like you did and then kind of hustle it off for five years until you can really create some, some money for yourself, do it. But I'm saying there's another avenue to like work backwards to get to your passion. Yeah. 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 I think there's definitely no like, you know, snap your fingers the next day. You're uh, this artist is Vincent Van Gogh. Yeah. Right. <laughs> to it's any not, job. To any job. Yeah. You know, no matter what you're doing. I mean, I think all of us are right now are still in a point where we aren't like we made it. And like, this is exactly where we hope to be either. No, totally not. No. I mean, that's the whole thing we're talking about on the beach is like, you can be in your mid fifties and everything you do is a work in progress. You just want to make sure that the time that you're spending every day is filled with things that you're enjoying or else why do it? Yeah. And time is definitely like a, an interesting, tough one. Everything we're talking about is like, try this, try that, you know, um, build, grow. And you know, if it's one year, five years, 10 years, but at the end of it, time is like the only thing we can't control or change. And like, yeah. You know, you've said a couple of times now what you do in your 24 hour day, like, you know, what you did or d- do today with your 24 hours, you'll never get to redo. Exactly. You know, it's like building or enabling yourself to build what you want to do in a 24 hour span. Whether it be your job, your passion, like but that's the ultimate goal. Yeah. To have a happy 24 hours every day. And yeah, not all those 24 hours are going to be perfect. There are going to be challenges. There's going to be heartache. There's going to be heartbreak. There's going to be everything. But. I think you should expect the heartbreak, honestly, or expect the the, the challenge. And I mean, you have to. You have to. You because have to. Have to. Have to. Because <laughs> it's going to come. Yeah. And all it is is just this other barrier to the other side of your ne- coming to your next challenge. But to Pat's point, you really want to spend those twenty four hours doing what you 
love because, and you can't spend all 24 hours doing that. I was going to say. But the process is, that's, that is the life, right? The process is life. You're not going to get to this, I don't think you're going to get to this point where you're like, whole, you're on top of the mountain and you've made it. It's, the process is the fun stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think we were talking about actually the three of us, we're talking about a little bit ago about um, Jeff Bezos the founder and CEO of Amazon. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if there's one person right now who could say, oh, I've made it. Yeah. Like, He's uh, ex- what, what is he worth? $150 billion? He, Yeah, it, he might be an exception to the rule. And there are a lot of people that are actually like that, that are billionaires maybe, that have made but it. But he's another guy who works 20 hours a day. Like, he doesn't stop because he's learned to love the process, mm-hmm. right? Like, the growing, the building, the people, like... It's not about the money or the return for him. Like, I'm sure that's part, I've never met him. I'm sure that's part of it yeah. or like, you know, yeah. but it's, it's everything he's doing daily that he's learned to love. Yeah. And I think that's a big thing about, I know, Corey, I know you love Gary Vee. But what was his passion? Well, Amazon started out as like, uh, they sold books, books, right? Yeah. So I think that his passion was probably like marketing a product or selling yeah. a product. Yeah, and I think early on he was one of those who like, I don't want to work for anybody. Like I want to yeah. be my own boss. I want to like, you know, build something where I'm not reporting. Well, Pat, and- that's really important. What is important? Like back up to the the beginning. What is important to you? Because yeah. to me, I'm like, I'm in no way comparing myself to Jeff Bezos, but I'm saying I don't really want to work for uh, anybody but myself in the end game. So mm-hmm. I'm ha- so daily I'm doing these tasks to try to get there. But understanding yourself is the most important thing in this. Like what is going to make you happy? Maybe you're the type of person that is okay with having a boss or needs to be told what to do or likes the yeah. nine to five. Then Yeah, do- we were talking about like structure. People need that. Yeah, absolutely. And if you know you need that, then develop your life around that. But you don't, my whole point in this is, is you don't have to be like, thrown in the waves and pulled around and pushed around by life if you have a couple things under control what do i love to do do i have a grasp on money enough to know that it's a tool to get me places and i just need to spend more less than i earn like get that little gap in there spend a i wouldn't say a lot you don't have to spend a lot less than you earn but don't spend as much as you earn because then your decisions become well, I got to do this because it's the only way I'm going to get food on the table. And then you can't do anything that you love. I feel like there was a while that I was doing that too. Yeah. Um, And then like once you start to save and then you realize like what you can save and then what you can do with what you have, it just becomes like a whole new game because you have it. I feel like anytime I ever talk to any, anybody, like I end up talking about personal finance and I know that's not what this is about. <laughs> no, but, it, but it, it's, it's important too. And I think a lot of people like that are listening maybe don't even know how to do that. Yeah. So in like a, you know, I can't listen to finance all day and I'm the same, like I don't know enough about it, but I do need to, like I do like to know what's, what's most important. I would say, and let's be honest, like at the end of the day, I hate to say it, but money matters, right? It like matters a lot. Yeah. You know, it's different if you're a 18, 19, 20, 20, 21 year old, like money doesn't matter as much, but as you're going to progress and grow, money is going to matter more and more with what you want to accomplish, what you want to be able to do, the life you want to be able to live. And it's not to say that like money is the only thing that matters. It's definitely not that either, but you don't having have a grasp on your personal finances matters. Yeah, absolutely. You don't have to love money. You really don't have to love money. But you do, in my opinion, have to understand how it works. Because 
if you don't understand how it works, then you're just going to be chasing the next paycheck your whole life. And it becomes really difficult. And that's directly related to stress, which directly is related to health issues, right? I mean, it's this revolving door. Why are people stressed? Probably because they don't have enough money or they don't know how to spend their money or they don't know how to save their money. And then you can get to doing what you love. The reason that people can sit on a beach at 40 years old because they've created this, you know, TikTok fame or they've done this, uh, I don't know, they've created this business. The reason that they can sit on this beach is because the money has afforded them the time to do so. So I would say that my big, my, my biggest tip is just get a grasp on your finances. And we do talk about that on the Weekly Juice, so you can listen <laughs> on the Weekly Juice. But get a grasp on your finances because that all that matters is being happy at the end of the day. It, seriously, the person that makes $50,000 a year but spends $30,000 of it and has that gap and they save up a hundred grand in five years and they have it in the bank, they don't have to be told what to do. Nobody can tell them. You can say, dude, I got two years worth of savings. I don't have to do this job if I don't want to. Or you can make a million dollars a year and spend a million and be strapped to that whatever job you're doing. And then you're not free. Mm -hmm. So I also think if, you know, anyone listening, I mean, I'll have Corey's going to plug in all his names, but you guys should listen to the weekly juice because they go into more about like actual finances. And that's definitely not the main point of this podcast at all. But I think I'm glad we brought it up because it's important and everyone has to deal with it in, in some way. So why don't you tell us where we can find you? Yeah. By the way, I don't, I don't want to sound like, like some sort of guru here because like our podcast is totally meant to be like just sharing our journey and sharing our story and, I know personally that I don't know at all, but that's why we bring cool people on who yeah. have are like maybe a couple levels ahead of yeah. me and Rye just to talk about it. But it's really conversational and really not intimidating. And well, I feel like the other thing is like you guys actually like like to learn love and to learn. learn from other people, and that's like also the point of your podcast to have people on where you guys are really just learning from other people. Yeah, that's it. So. And then we, I said organic networking earlier, like. It's put us in a position where we're meeting with people and talking with people and becoming friendly with people that we never even thought we would know. Yeah. So the podcast is called The Weekly Juice, and Instagram is where you can uh, – well, we're on all platforms, Apple, Spotify, Google. But our Instagram handle is at Weekly Juice Pod. We post daily content just about either from clips from our, sh- our recording or just like infographics that people can save and refer back to. So that would be the best way to like reach out to me. I do have a personal Instagram. And you have YouTube, The Weekly Juice. Yeah, right. it's also on YouTube. Okay. Um, and if you – I can give out my personal Instagram. I don't care if people like reach out and DM me. That's totally fine. It would be at Corey underscore Jacobson, same as Jules' last name. But yes, we're siblings. We, yeah, we are. <laughs> but uh, just if, if anyone wants to chat about just passions or even coaching, I mean, I just love talking with – people make the world go around. I just love talking with people. Mm-hmm. You know, as long as you're passionate about what you're doing and trying to figure it out, isn't that what we're all doing? Yeah. We're all just trying to figure we the are. fuck out. We are. Yeah. <laughs> like all day. Yeah. So. All right. Well, thanks for coming on. Thanks, Corey. Thanks for having me. This is cool. This is actually the first time, first or second time I've been on a podcast. So yeah. it was a lot of fun. Cool. All right. So I hope you guys liked that episode. Um, I know it was a little different than usual. I think we're trying to like, you know, find new topics to talk about and things that Maybe you don't think even interests you, but um, it's important. So I know there was a little bit of finance in there and kind of just like finding what you want to do and your passions. So that's it for today. And we will see you guys in the next episode.
Cheers. See you, everybody. <laughs> See you guys.